Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.
That's us, bro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Straight White Whale. My name's Darren Connell, and this is episode 109. I was a wee bit flustered there because I've not got a desk here for the first time. Yeah. I was going to say welcome to Back Onside, but my head is still up my arse. Episode 109, we had a guest, but the cunt cancelled last second. We won't say who it we won't say who we won't say who it is because he's gonna come back. Before we start, Paul, my friend, would you like to do an ad read? Yes, I'm gonna do it with all the enthusiasm of a young whippersnapper yeah, this baby. week. And stop complaining about it. You know. I let Sharon hear it last week. She's like, You're actually alright about it if you just stop moaning. I know. And I was like, right, okay. If you could stop moaning in general. Because it's getting really fucking tedious. <laughs> <laughs> Total money bastard. Anyway, this week's sponsor is Avon Argue and Arguing Co. Legal. Arguing Co. Legal are a Glasgow-based law firm. They can assist you with most legal issues, so please make an inquiry. But if they can't help you, they will point you in the right direction of a trusted partner. So you can't ask any more than that. However... Arguing Co. Legal's main area of expertise is personal injury claim. So if you've been injured at work or had a car accident, please get in touch. They will help you get the maximum compensation that you deserve. Now, the difference between Alan Argue, Arguing Co. Legal and the big law firms that you'll see in the TV or hear in the radio is the level of customer service and approachability. They genuinely treat their clients like friends and family members. They keep you up to date with your case and they'll speak to you like a normal person. And I can attest to that. I used Alan and Arguing Co-Legal for a car accident that I was in in 2022 and they were absolutely amazing. The company that was doing, the insurance company involved were dragging their heels, blah, blah, blah. But Alan was phoning me bi-weekly, letting me know he was in touch with them. It was a great, honestly, it was a great experience. I actually just sent him some details, signed a form, and he did the rest. So it was absolutely amazing. Uh, Arguing Co-Legal will genuinely be cheaper than any other law firm, and they have a range of funding options, including no win, no fee. And they can kindly agree to give any new client that quotes straight white whale a discount on any fees depending on the case or issue. So if you have any legal issue, contact Arguing Co. Legal on 0141-378-4145. You can go to their website, which is arguingco.co.uk. That's A-R-G-U-E-A-N-D-C-O.co.uk. Or you can go and visit them at their offices at 9 George Square, Glasgow G2, 1QQ. Thank you very much, Alan, for keeping the lights on. And guys, listen, see if you want to help us keep the lights on at Straight White Wheel because it costs me money to run the studio, there's electricity, I've got cats to feed. You can give us less than the price of a coffee a month via patreon.com forward slash straight white whale. You'll get, I mean, what's up there now? multiple months of funny bunches you've got Raymond Merlins, Gary Fold, Susie McCabe, Larry Dean, Darren's multiple stand-ups plus a whole host of open spots it's such good value for money you could literally go and watch stand-up comedy for the best around Scotland for like the next five years if you go and pay five pound less than a Starbucks coffee patreon.com forward slash straight white whale did I do well daddy you did well <laughs> You did very well. Matt Oren Moore shows up there as well. Yep. And I just want to give a shout out to our patron. <clears throat> I don't feel like I've done that recently. I just want to thank them for the support that they give us, and it means a lot. 
Uh, so thank you very much for that. More and more shows up there as well. So happy times. There's a bunch of like extra podcasts that we've done randomly um, that we'll probably get back to doing at some point in time, but we've both been really busy. And I think that's why like every month there's like a two and a half hour show of the best up and coming comedians and the best established comedians. Yes. Susie McCabe's sold out two nights at the Kings. Gary Folds sold out the Pavilion, sold out the Armadillo. Larry Dean's touring the world. Like I don't think anybody else has got that type of library and it's a fiver, and you can go and watch it. Not only that, you do about an hour and a half every Funny Bunch, and it's incredible. <laughs> um, Rachel Jack, no, we didn't record Edinburgh, did we? No. No, I just came through and sat in the crowd and enjoyed my night, but... Yeah. I like, a big shout-out to the Patreons. I, th- I feel like they reflect us quite well. Some of them are really, like, in their vocal like you, and some of them just like a lurker like me that just pay... Aye. Don't say anything and, and watch and like the, the podcast. So, aye, big shout out to everybody, man, because it's class. I don't know. There's a female called Rachel. See, this is why I know that I'm on the spectrum, right? <laughs> we were doing the back on side fundraiser at um, Blackfriars. Blackfriars. And it was a sellout. Thank you very much for helping me there. My head's still up my arse, by the way. And it was a sellout. We raised a lot of money for back on side, and I was scanning through the crowd, and I started talking to a girl, and I was like, "I know your face," and she was like, "Oh, I come to your gigs," and I was like, "No, no, I know your face. Mm. We've spoke before," and she never said during the gig. And then after it, it was like, "I am, I'm a patron on your podcast. We had a conversation on Instagram like nine months ago." And I was like, "That's it. I don't know what fucking day it is. I don't know how to count, but." I knew, I knew your face. So there you go. That's my shite superpower. Could I, I thought you were going to be like, what was I saying? Oh my God, delete the messages. I hope you deleted it. Hi. I was only kidding on about feet pics. It was a joke. Fade to black. Hi. One day you're going to be standing on stage and Blackfriars doing a funny bunch of going, I know you, where do I know you, Faye? And somebody's literally just going to whip their feet out. Hmm. You're going to be like, I know, I know, I know. Then the Pulp Fiction theme starts playing and we start doing that. (laughs) Or the Kill Bill. (laughs) So how have you been since... Because we did Rachel. We've had a couple of guests. We've not really done a one-on-one podcast. How have you been since I last spoke to you, mate? Because we've not really had a chance to talk. I've been mental busy. Um, It's... Uh, I've got a few days off coming up because it's Sean's birthday in, on the 12th of February. So I've got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off next week. But as I've explained before in other podcasts and run about other holidays, uh, I don't know if people like realise I really enjoy my time off. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I do enjoy... Like I was sitting here earlier on recording a podcast with Raymond Mearns and he said something and I was pushing myself laughing and I, thought, I had a thought in my head that was like, I get to do this for a living. It's not a bad life, but I, I would much prefer be home with my cats. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just the way it is. I'm not lazy. I just, you know, if I won the lottery, nobody would ever hear from me ever again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, Aye. You, maybe you would. But um, so I've been absolutely like flat out. It's like the day. It was like back to back. The more is the exact same. Back to back. Friday's the exact same. But I was away over the weekend filming a show in Somerset, which is like a seven hour drive for Glasgow to Somerset, and it was with a hypnotist, and I don't really know the guy, really, I've worked with him before, but that's it. Yeah. But there's a difference between 
turning up at a show, setting up some cameras and being like, right, cool, and then messaging somebody and sending them content to like sitting in a car for seven hours with somebody. So I was a wee bit like, you know that way where the thought of doing something's actually way more draining and way more taxing than actually doing it? Yes. Uh, the thought of sitting in the car with a stranger for seven hours was actually driving me fucking insane. But we had such a nice drive, mm. it actually flew in just because we're just sitting chatting and I forget that I can just chat away to people and it's not awkward, do you know what I mean? But um, I did that, spent a couple of nights over the weekend. Uh, my cats were pining for me. Sharon was pining Aching. for me. Yes. Aching for your touch. Yes, exactly. Um, like, uh, I came back and... I, I made myself laugh there like a sad bastard. <laughs> 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 Laughing at your own joke. If you're not going to laugh at it, who is that? If you don't laugh, you'll greet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had... So I came back, I get back at one o'clock on Sunday. I got up at like fucking five o'clock and get straight in the car and fucked off. It's like, let's get the fuck out of here. So I did that on Sunday and I spent Sunday afternoon, evening, and then Monday yesterday recovering. And one of my cats literally was like hugging me, was like lying on me, like pure, don't go, don't go. Please don't go. Went to fucking, uh, where do we go? Deniston Barbecue to get a burger for dinner. How, wait a minute, like how? Greeting his fucking eyes out because I was like putting my jacket on. Oh. How was the show? The show was, it was, um, so it's like a hypnotist, you know? Yeah. Um, Look into my eyes. Th- uh, uh, yes, and like, you know, you're going deeper, you're going deeper. Like, I'm a bit like, but it was really funny. I've done, like I said, I've worked with him before, so I know he's good. I know he's good at what he's doing, but it's just one of the things, you know, I'm like... Mm. I'm a geek for psychology. I know what's going on. Yes. The the veil has been pulled back. But the show was great. People yeah. loved it. We got loads of testimonials after the show. People being like, um, you know, it's great for the community. Amazing. Like, we all loved it and blah, blah, blah. Sold it and got hundreds of volunteers. And I was editing a wee bit of it this morning in the Mitchell Library. And I, it was a great show, actually. Good. Um, but it, exhausting. Yeah. You know, like, I went away on Friday picked him up at midday and Friday and I come back at fucking one o'clock on Sunday. So you're knackered, you're knowing you're in bed. I'm missing my cats, I'm missing Sean. Yeah. So just a wee bit of, you know, Celtic drop points at Pitaudry. I was like, oh, fuck. I know. I know. <sighs> Brendan Rogers is on my hit list. but I had a friend that told me he went to see Peter Powers do hypnotism once uh-huh. and he said... You know, they've got these tricks. If you can't break your hands, come up to the stage. Yep. And my pal said that he went up and he was lying about that. Right. And he st- Now, Ooh. I don't know if this is true, right? Because you're surrounded with people that just bullshit. But <laughs> yeah. he, he told me that Peter Powers made him eat a full onion, pretending right. that it was a tangerine. Uh-huh. Which has one of Peter Powers' bits, so he's I've seen that bit yep. in a Peter Powers show, so he's he's on brand. So my pal was like, I, I had to pretend that it was a bit of fruit and I just ate the onion. And I was like, and you were not hypnotised? And he said, no. Well, this is something that I've noticed doing this guy's show, is that I did... So I've done... What have I done, William? We went to a, a Doubletree Hilton and he hired like a sort of function room and we had like influencers come. 
we did stuff there, which was quite funny. Then I did like fucking 20 nights with him at the fringe. Yeah. And there was a few times when I was editing the footage where I'm like, they're not hypnotized. Like you can see them sort of like giggling as he's like putting people under and they just go along with it. And I think that there's a portion of the people that go and volunteer for these things. It's like peer pressure. Yes. Like they feel the pressure to just do it. But would I fuck be eating an onion pretending that it's a fucking apple? Yeah. In front of a thousand people. Your like, mate's doing an mm, Oscar. Yummy. Like, how do you do that? I, wouldn't be, I don't even think I'd be able to do that. I know. It's good for your gut health, though. <laughs> Is that what you were thinking about? <laughs> like, pure. Mate, do you know what's going on in your gut when you're eating that, man? I hypnotise you to suck my banger. Everybody greeting and all that. No, you you suck my banger and all. You're under the spell. You're under the spell. I'd be terrible at hypnotising cunts. Give <laughs> 50 quid for your bank. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been in? It was, that was my last week, <coughs> you know? Um, so I, I feel like any time anybody asks me, like, how are you doing? I'm just like, I'm busy. Yeah. I need to find some way to stop being so fucking busy, but yeah. still make the same amount of money. How do you do that? That's a dream, isn't it? I've been all right, mate. I've had I've not had a chance to talk to you face to face, so I've had a bit of a weird couple of weeks, strange couple of weeks. Um, I had a really bad chest infection for like a month and then I got better. I was fucked over Christmas and then I got better. And then uh, on Tuesday, I actually started to feel unwell on the Monday and then I stayed strong for the funny bunch in Edinburgh. And a comedian there that night as well was like, mate, I'm sick, stay away from me. Um, I remember... And it's no like man flu shit. It was genuinely. I was gigging on Monday at McCool's and I stood outside for some fresh air and I got a really sharp shooting pain in my throat. And it was, it was just like all of a sudden. And then I, I had to spit. And I don't spit, mate. I don't see grogging and stuff. Uh-huh. I just don't do that shit. But I just had to like get it out. And I was like, I walked into Blackfriars and get some Heineken Zero. And I couldn't even swallow it. My throat was that sore. Aye. So then I went home that night and I never got to sleep till six in the morning. But weird, like, fever dream shakes. Lay in my bed until six o'clock until you and Sharon kind of picked us up. Aye. And then on the Wednesday I woke up and I was just fucked. Um, Viral, I've wrote it down, it's called. It was viral, uh, where is it? Conjunctivitis. Conjunctivitis? Yep. Was that, that's why your eyes are fucked then? Yep. That's why my eyes were fucked. And then, like, obviously just looking into it, I think I got it off that comedian at the gig, but I think it's because I had a chest infection and your immune system's fucked. Uh-huh. And then that's the side effects. But <clears throat> I went to the doctors the other day to try and get... I feel better now, by the way. My throat's still a wee bit sore, but... Yeah, uh, just a wee bit bunged up a lot of them. I'm all right. I went to the GP the other day and um, I was like, I need antibiotics. I've, I, I can't even remember the last time I've took antibiotics. I'm self-employed, gave me antibiotics. And she was like, nah, we're not giving you them. And I was like, what do you fucking mean you're not giving me them? Give me them. And she took my weight. She So basically, I went in for antibiotics and I walked away with a doctor telling me I was morbidly obese. <laughs> <laughs> I had high blood pressure, 
but that could be we having a fever. Uh-huh. And also she checked my heart and told me that I had a heart murmur. So I need to go for a, a scan for my heart. You're fucking joking. No. And I was just like, I couldn't help but find the funny side of it. <laughs> just Went in to, with a chest infection, wanting antibiotics and come out with a heart condition and on a diet. I and like cracking jokes there as well because she was like stand on the scales and I had my Doc Martens and my denims on mm-hmm. and because I'm fucking mental with scales I was like the Doc Martens are going to add weight <laughs> <laughs> and she's like I'll give you some leeway and then I stood on the scale and it wasn't as bad as what I thought it was but it was still heavy and uh, I've took positives for it I'm like fuck it <clears throat> I'm going to this is why I'm sitting in my gym gear I'm going to walk at him. And it's just like, you know, what can you do, man? Sometimes life happens. Like, a lot of things in life has been happening and I've been unable to exercise. I've not been able to walk and I've put on a lot of weight within the last 12 weeks. But, like, it's not enough to, like, freak me out. But uh-huh. the, the heart murmur stuff kind of was like, all right. I'm wondering how, if they can actually diagnose you with a heart murmur. Was it a stethoscope? Like... Yeah. I don't know if they can actually diagnose you like confirmed heart murmur. Yeah. Just listening through a stethoscope. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're gonna to need to wait. And this is something that I experienced. Um I'm pretty sure maybe I mentioned it, maybe I didn't, but I definitely mentioned it to you. I've I've spoke to people about it that my mom was in hospital over Christmas and she went in, she'd swollen legs and whatever, and they were like, Oh, we think it's heart failure. And then me and my sister are like, All right, okay, so my mom's dying. She's got to die the week before Christmas. This is shite. And then we come up and they're like, Oh, it's just a flu. Yeah. And it's like a weird. And somebody else said to me that somebody they knew was in hospital and they came through and were like, We think it might be the big C. And then it wasn't. And you're like, like that doctor, if they listen on a stethoscope and it's a suspected heart murmur, she shouldn't be fucking mentioning that to you. She should just be like, maybe something, something I'm picking up. Maybe we should maybe just get you in, get you checked there or whatever like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. For looking, obviously I, I got all my information for, for Google, but for looking at Google is like, see when you're severely run down or you've got like the viral stuff. Uh-huh. That heart murmurs can actually happen through being really sick and right. then they just go away. So I'm like, why did she not tell me that? But I'm not gutted about it. Like I've I've started like I still I still don't feel one hundred percent, but I'm so much better than what I was the other night. And it's making me feel quite positive. Like I'm like back to calorie counting, uh back to walking and back to exercise. Uh, but I that was just fucking a heart murmur. What the fuck's that all about? Uh, but I was just like, "Give antibiotics." I know. Why would they not give you fucking course antibiotics? I woke up one day, mate, and I couldn't open my left eye. It was completely closed. With like bacteria. Right. There was one time where I know that they don't give you antibiotics. We're building up immunity and blah blah blah. I get it, right? There was one time I had tonsillitis. And it, and it was pure repeat tonsillitis and I went in and I was like, I just, I, I need you to give me more antibiotics. And the doctor was like, no. And I googled the antibiotics that they gave me for the tonsillitis like a couple of months before. And I noticed that they were the same antibiotics that they used for like gonorrhea. 
So I just went on like a mad private, like super drug doctor and just went through the STI thing and just got a gonorrhea diagnosis and bought like a pack of antibiotics for like 18 quid. Wow. I was like, fuck this man. And it totally took the fucking tonsillitis away. So I'm just, I hate that shit. It's even, it's just, no, you're building up an immunity. I can get that if maybe you're old, maybe you've had loads of courses antibiotics, but if you're saying you can't remember the last time that you had a course antibiotics, they should just be giving you them. Yeah. That's fucking bullshit. I'd be asking to speak to another doctor if I was, I'd be like, can I get something else here? Yeah. Because that's ridiculous, man. So, and I lost a gig on Tuesday before, because yeah, I had to cancel. No, in fact, the night, this is how fucking flustered I'm I cancelled a gig the night. I feel like if I got uh, antibiotics, I would have cleared up. But it's made me feel good about things. Weighed myself in all 18 stone. Well, just under 18 stone. And that was where a pair of Doc Martens on as well. So <laughs> I'm probably... 17 and a half stone. 11 stone. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> I'm underweight. Hi. <laughs> but I, I was just like, yeah, fuck are you, man? But I am looking forward to it. I've signed up to the cult walk for... I had seen that on your on socials that you're going to go and do the cult walk for yeah. back outside. Back to calorie counting, back to walking. I'll do the cult walk for back on side. And do you know what, mate? Still get a big banger. Still going to sling that hammer about at the cult walk? Excuse me, doctor. Is there any, like, thing that I could just put the banger on the buzz on? Because I know <laughs> the majority of the 18 stone is for the banger. So I was going to say, I was going to say, you should have been like, you're going to need to hold the dick in the buzz because that's at least four stone. Like a harmless. She's like <laughs> pressing a panic button. Get one of these sex swings kicking about that I can just put my hang me on. But uh, mate, I've not weighed myself in a long time. <clears throat> um, but fair play to you, man. It's good that you're like, I'm taking the positives, gonna lose a wee bit of weight. It's so frustrating, see, when you're like, you feel that motivation, see, especially. Like, I've known a lot of people that have been sick coming out of Christmas into New Year, and New Year's one of the times. I know that we've spoke before about. New Year's resolutions and what a load of fucking pish, you know. It's like the diet starts on Monday. God, I need to eat all the chocolate in the house tonight because the diet's going to start the morning. Do you know what I mean? And yep. it's like, just just start it the new, you know. It's all right, whatever. January the 1st, whatever the fuck. Oh no, but the 3rd, because I'll be hungover on the 2nd. You know? <laughs> it's just Aye. the mad weird excuses, that this weird thing that we've got. But people, they come into the new year with a bit of motivation. There'll maybe be like one or two things are like, do you know what, I'm going to sort this, I'm going to use the new year as an opportunity to do that. See, when you come into it and then you're falling sick straight away into the new year, it's just shite, man. It just takes the wind out your sails, doesn't it? <clears throat> totally fucks you. Especially when I don't feel like I ever really get sick and then all of a sudden I'm just sick all the time. And But I do feel like I'm getting better. I absolutely feel like I'm getting better. I mean, I was close to Tuesday morning, mate. I was thinking, I had my phone out and I was like, can you text NHS 24? And then I was close to being like, I might go to the hospital. And there's cunts on Facebook, mate, that have people I know on Facebook. Like, they've been saying things like, my flu has been so bad, I've collapsed in the street. So I don't know if it's like a form of COVID or whatever it is, mate. I don't know what it is, but... Everybody seems to be getting fucked right now. Mm -hmm. A few of my pals have texted me saying that they've got COVID as well. So, aye. 
but I'm getting better. How cringe is it getting COVID in 2024? I know. It's so last week. I know. Oh, my God. Do you, do you think it's crazy, mate, that the pandemic was four years ago? Like, it'll be the four-year anniversary. What, what is it? Like, was it <coughs> uh, February we went into lockdown? March? What, I can't even fucking remember. Friday the 13th, so it was like Friday the 16th of March or something. Uh-huh, something like that. Uh, sorry, it's like fe- Monday the 16th of March. Uh, March, aye, that's right, aye, because they were like, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what happens at the weekend. Try to get the final weekend of fucking retail or whatever. Bastards, man. Have you been keeping up with any of the COVID inquiry stuff? No, I mean... It, mate, it's insane. Nothing. It's insane. What I thought was hilarious was... Well, no getting into it, you know, like, fucking politics and that load of shit just drives people to fucking drink, right? But there was a couple of guys in here that were, like, total, you know, like, wee nippy. See all that fucking Aye. pish about Nicola Sturgeon? Yep. Like, two fully grown adult men talking about wee nippy, like that. Fuck Aye. off, arsehole. But they were, like... They were going. They were pure wax and lyrical one here about her deleting her WhatsApp messages, and we can't wait to see what the content of this is. She's been deleting them de- deliberately, and then it was literally the next day. It was on her Twitter that she was just calling Boris Johnson a ball bag and all that. And like, I was just thinking that did not go the way that they thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Totally followed all the rules. The only thing was she was calling the English Prime Minister an absolute clown, yep. which he was a clown. You know what I mean? Literally, like a fucking clown, dressed up like a clown. But of course, um, aye. Some of the some of the stuffs insane, mate. Insane. Some of the stuff that the people in the background at Westminster were saying about a bunch of people who were literally in charge of like you know how many million people's lives. It's just it. It shows you. The, the level of incompetence is absolutely mega. Like, people think, people sit and think, every mistake, like, everything's planned, and these people are fucking literal idiots. Like, they have not got a fucking clue what they're doing. They just go in and just try and wing it. Almost a bit like me, or, like, see the way, like, somebody was to say to me, like, how how should I start a podcast? Like, do you know what you should do, man? Just come in, turn the mics on, see what happens. Just go for it. Yep. They're a, they're a bit like that. That type of energy's all right when you're talking about a fucking podcast, but see when you're talking about running a country, I don't think that energy's cool. No. I think you shouldn't. You should have some sort of clue of what you're doing. You know what I mean? And but anyway, my sort of comment on it was just the my own sort of hilarity that I had when I seen the content of her WhatsApp messages, and I was thinking these cunts are going to be sitting pure raging do you know what i mean and fucking... but that that's the problem with these people like you'll show them evidence they'll still be like nah nah there'll be other messages she sent other things it's not just that like no nah, no nah, they've went through her phone mate and this is what's there <coughs> um and plus let's not pretend that you hate her just because she, she's a fucking woman that's why you hate her it's a woman in power like she's if if a guy made the same mistake as her she gets it a hundred times worse because she doesn't take shite either. So there's a lot of that stuff flying about. 100%, mate. 100%. But anyway, let's get off of fucking politics. I know. I'm happy that you As I'm f- sitting in a fucking... Lonsdale. I know. 18 stone, can he? See the thing is with the country, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm brilliant for that. I love to... Um, uh, I genuinely love to... say to people... Like, I, I don't know. 
do you know what I mean? And like, see that type of way, like, I just, you should just keep your mouth shut. See, if you don't know what you're talking about, just shut up. Like, yes. nobody cares. Nobody cares what you've got to say about it. Hi. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. But I'm happy to hear that you're feeling a bit better, man. And uh, I believe you had, well, I get, I, I get some text messages for people saying, oh, I like, you've got to be buzzing about Darren. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about because I, genuinely don't spend any if much time on social media but you announced a show yes last week or the week before was it yes rob royston bowling club <laughs> <laughs> no no that's Black me. bowling club mate ridry <laughs> i i can't assume my son name's Connor or i'll get a fucking axe to the nut no that's me officially confirmed the pavilion theater in glasgow um it's been on the the works for a long time and I went in to the pavilion on Friday uh-huh. and I spoke to the manager. I walked around the venue and it's confirmed. There's a couple of wee things that we need to, you know, I've not signed the contract yet, but I'm going to sign it soon. Yeah. And then they've got, like, they want to announce the panto first and all that stuff, and then they'll announce my show. So I'm like, don't worry about it, Trips. Absolutely don't worry about it. We've got seven months. Um, It will be announced within the next couple of weeks. I've told everybody it's Friday, the 27th of September, so a lot of people are keeping it in their diaries for free, uh, like putting it in their diaries to, to take time off. And I'm looking forward to it. Everything's kind of falling into place. Um... It was amazing to walk about that beautiful theatre, man, and just, like, fucking touch the seats with my fingers and just look at the stage and be like, I can't believe I'm going to be here in September. Um, So I'm really looking forward to it. And I had a moment of, like, maybe I shouldn't do it. I did have that for a couple of weeks. Like, it's too big. I might not do it. And then I've seen other comedians do the pavilion, and I love them, I think they're funny, but I'm like, well, if they can do it, I, I, I believe that I can do it. Yeah. So, fuck it. Well, I think, like, you could see that like that way, like, if, if if there was a comedian that was listening and they'd be like, what does that mean? It's like, well, you're inspired by your peers. Like, you had a limiting belief of, like, I couldn't do the pavilion, but you're seeing other people that you know that you're on a par with and you're like, if they're inspiring you to be like, do you know what? I should have the balls to just go and book that gig and yes. just get it fucking done, mate. I reckon, I reckon we'll sell it out, mate. I think it will be a fucking great night. I'm buzzing for it. I'm absolutely fucking buzzing for it. I'm buzzing for it as well, mate. And it's going to be a show. It's going to be a show from start to finish where meaning there's going to be new material. There's going to be material that I've done 10 years ago that I've not done for years and it's all going to loop run, it's all going to make sense there's going to be some golden bankers in there that a lot of people have probably heard and then see after the show I'm walking away from it and I'm never doing any of that material again and I'm starting over, I'm starting fresh and I'm going to write a complete new set but there's going to be callbacks, there's going to be things that people will be like, oh, that's nice, and I, I can't wait, mate. So Paul will be filming it as well. Um, I'm classing it as a special. And I, I mean, the pavilion have been so sound with me, very laid back. 
obviously it's not their first fucking barbecue so uh-huh. they're just like i will get it sorted and i'm very much like i i'm looking forward to it so um a very surreal feeling mate to to walk in there and be like nah i'm doing this and it's gave us the the charge to like get fit and I I'm just buzzing, mate. Did you go backstage <clears throat> while you were doing your visit? Like yep. I've been, I've filmed a couple of shows in the pavilion. When you go backstage and you just see their faces and names, yeah. Fancy and Josie, Billy Con, you're just like. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Whoa, yeah. this place is like what would they say this place is like fucking heritage isn't it it's like Glasgow fucking lore like the, yeah. the pavilion theatre so you'll be adding your name to a, a list of legends do you know what I mean and I think rightfully so mate yeah and I sat on the seat and I just I closed my eyes mate and I had this moment of just like breathing in and see to smell the place as well it's like you could smell it you smell the history it's like it smells like a pure old uh-huh. historic building. Uh huh. It's like when you walk into like a charity shop, and yep. it, it does like I'm not I'm not even saying that to try and be funny. The pavilion does smell that like, f- like like you're saying historic. Like it, it, I was gonna say fusty there, but it's it is a wee bit like, like that type of fucking thing. But it's a proper like glaswegian fucking smell like if you go to the barrage do you know what i mean yeah it's got that about it it's got like the sweat seats and everything's all like it's not been done up or it's nice like it's a nice theater but it's still got that old sort of fucking (coughs) thing about it do you know what i mean Aye, man that's going to be class man yeah i'm buzzing mate and i'm i'm grateful that you're going to film it and uh, it's been quite funny you know people that have never seen me do stand-up before like messaging me like um, do you need this filmed? I'm like, have you ever seen me do stand up? No. I'm like, I'm kind of needing somebody that's seen me today stand up. Who's fucking trying to fucking <clears throat> mow my grass? Yeah. I'll be leathering cunts, mate. Or, you know, you just, you know, people that have never spoke to you, that you've known for years, that have never spoke to you online or something, all of a sudden, like, what are you up to? Aye. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I see you. Mm-hmm. I see you, yeah, ball back. It's show business, not show friends, show as business, they say. Baby. Yeah. So I'm buzzing, mate. Um Nick got just... an after party. I think when we I'd said to to Sean, like I announced the pavilion, she was like, Oh, we need to book somewhere for an after party and get all the all the main players to come and 
celebrate after it, do you know what I mean? Because I hate that, like... I think sometimes with comedy and, and you'll know the adrenaline dump that happens. Yes. Sometimes people just come off stage and then they just go home. I'm just going to go up the road, just get a munch and all that. And it's like, no, go and celebrate. You know? That will be a celebration to me. And I'm going to do a lot of things that night that I normally wouldn't do. Because I do get off the stage and go home. And that's just not going to happen that night. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to soak every minute of that in. Uh, the after party is probably going to be at Blackfriars, mate. Aye, Blackfriars basement. I think we can get without seats. I think we can get two fifty in. So I'll get two fifty people for the after party, and it will be good. We should start making the playlist. Yeah, and like you can DJ. <laughs> But that type of DJ where you just go up and just play a, a spot of Amazon, I was gonna say, a Spotify playlist and just kid on. See like that way you see them on Instagram where they're all like that at the drop, you're yes. <laughs> and you're like, You're no day netting. I know you're no fucking day netting. That fucking the decks aren't even switched on, you fucking cunt. Or cut to the pavilion, right? And I'm twenty three stone. And every <laughs> cunt's like, I thought you was going on a health kick and I'm just out with the mic. Come on, everybody. Clap your hands to a pure awkward silence. Uh -huh. There's only 40 people in there. You ever seen that video where it's, <coughs> uh, it's I mean, call a spade a space like a big fat ginger dude and he's pure, we're going to get everybody to party around the world. It's like a pure 1990s classic. Have you ever seen that video no. or not? I'll need to share it with you, man. Honestly, that would be you at the pavilion. He's got like a pure <laughs> Hawaiian shirt, like open, <coughs> but he's like a pure 25 stone ginger dude with like a wee afro. It's hilarious. I'll need to try and find it. I wonder if he's still alive. You're going to invite him to the pavilion? Here, mate, do you want to be my fucking warm-up act? He's about 95 now. He's a, uh, a multi-millionaire. He's lost all the weight. He's like that dude for My Name is Zero. Everything, <laughs> he's just got like a skirt of fat. You know what I mean? That's it. <laughs> a skirt of fat. Uh -huh. Wow. I don't think I've heard it said like that before. Um, he was also in American History X as a morbidly obese skinhead. He's a good actor. He's a very good actor, Ethan something. That was like me during lockdown, a morbidly obese skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the neo-Nazism, obviously. You weren't a Nazi. No, no, no. No? Um, no, I wasn't. <laughs> but I, it's been, it's a nice feeling, mate. I'm looking forward to it. September, man. I'll be gone in September, gone in September. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got some sad news as well. Uh oh, Carol Wells, Apollo Creed, Apollo Creed, man. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace. Seventy-two, I think. It's not that old. Nah, but he would have definitely been getting into the gear back in the seventies and eighties. Man, see when it was the, it was actual gear. Uh -huh. You were only snorting like rat. Shit, rat poison. 100% cocaine. Pure Colombian booner. Yeah. He would have been getting right in about that, man. 100%. Him and Sly. Oh. Ro Rocky too. Like that. Right, ready. And the gear for the fucking muscles as well. Because oh, he looked aye. incredible. Aye, that, aye, 100%. I think Carol Weathers used to be an Olympic runner. Yeah. Am I, am I, am I getting that wrong? I'm not sure. I mean, he'd have definitely been on steroids today, Rocky. 
because the condition that the two of them were in was unbelievable and Sylvester Stallone was 100% on gear. Yes. But I think Carol Weathers was like a, an Olympian before he was an actor. I'm going to look that up. You need to you? go. D- d- why don't you look that up the new? I will. Will you, Phil? Filibuster. Um, what's your favourite role? What's your favourite Carol Weathers? Morton's roles. Hey, come uh, on. It's your pavilion, everybody. There'll <laughs> <laughs> be jokes about Apollo Creed. I think it has to be Predator. Oh, the uh, the the uh, mid-air arm wrestle. That's mm-hmm. like, how do you do that? You need a table to like pure steady yourself to get like the training. <laughs> like, that bit's incredible, man. The fucking the, the veins, how vascular they were. <coughs> I love to see the black guy with the skinhead. He's having a shave, looking at the moon. You and me, baby. Different moon. No, what is it? Different jungle, same moon. Uh-huh. Like, this is amazing. There's no bit where he's like, Gazafi's not. I mean, he's, is he the, ah, with like the, the Gatling gun? Yep. First of all, you wouldn't be able to, I remember like, so, see the way like, you're very cynical? Yes. You just unlocked a memory there. That was the type of like, movie my dad would be pausing the video and being like, you couldn't stun and shoot that gun like that. The force after that gun would take you clean off your feet, right? <laughs> so see that? <laughs> As Arnie's wrestling with an alien. Aye, exactly. Aye, exactly. <laughs> like pure, oh, is that the bit about this movie that's unbelievable, Dad? Um, the lock chain on that bazooka is very unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye. No, man, I don't think he was. Um, oh, wait a minute. Yes, he was an American football player. He played for uh, the Raiders, 1970, wow. for a season, 70-71, and then the British Columbia Lions, Canadian, so Canadian football, no American football, for three years, um, and he was like a All-American, uh, Long Beach, San Diego State, California. So he was an athlete. Yeah. So he's got a legit reason to be like jacked and yes. what like that. Um, yeah. My favourite role... Might be <coughs> Tubbs and Happy Gilmore. That is a belter, actually. Um, the bit with the where he's pure. I got that bastard's eye though. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, like Rocky Three. Have we spoke about this bit before? I think we. I'm getting deja vu. Probably. Where uh, there's a bit in it where. It's like the training montage, and like they're wearing the shortest shorts that's ever existed. I think they're wearing cut off like they're wear, wearing like cut off t-shirts man and they're like sprinting on the beach and stuff like that it's very homoerotic uh, the, the the training montages in Rocky and the Rocky movies but I think that's like my favourite and I Predator man he's fucking hell man he's definitely on the roids for that mm-hmm. 100% like he's fucking built like a tank man built like an absolute fucking tank but what a shame eh uh, it's a shame and and Sly released a video and was like upset and stuff. It was quite sad. Makes you feel old yourself, like all your heroes, man, are getting old and passing away. And it's quite a strange feeling. Like, I know people can be quite artless, or he's just a fucking actor. It's, it's not just an actor. Like, movies for me is escaping reality. So, when I watch a movie, I love it, right? It's a form of meditation to me. And then when my favourite actors pass away, I'm sad. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Do you not think so? No, I'm just laughing at the Betty 
your 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 reaction to Betty White dying, and then <sighs> you know what I mean. She was ninety. You've learned. You've learned. No, no, that doesn't count. She was nearly a hundred. Um. <laughs> but no, like, uh, I I I watched. If you watched the Slice Alone, the Slice Alone documentary on Netflix, no, you should watch it. It's good. But um, Rocky literally like changed the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even mean that to be like Rocky. Ch- he won an Oscar for that. And I, I mean, people. See, when people think about Rocky, they think about Drago. They think about the <laughs> training montage, like hair metal, you know what I mean? And like that type of thing. But that was like a parody of the first movie. The first movie was a genuine good piece of cinematography, like well-written, well-acted. He won Best Actor, Best Director, Best Writer. Like they'd done a clean sweep at the Oscars. And... Like, it was a genuinely good movie. And then by the time you get to, like, Mr. T and Dolph Lundgren, you're like... It gets be- a bit silly. It's became a parody itself. Yes. Like, it's became, like, you know, like... But... And then uh, the one that he did, it was technically Rocky Six. Was it Balboa? Uh-huh. Where, like, uh, Adrian's died and he's owning the restaurant. That's another good movie. Like, yeah. that's another really, really good movie. And Sylvester Stallone plays, like, a sort of, like, like a sad version of Rocky, like a sort of deep, welly emotion. And yeah. I'm, not even say- I'm not even saying that to be... Like, the first and the sixth Rocky are, like, good movies, and then the ones in the, in the middle are just 80s popcorn. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, f- the first one is so good... That when you watch it, you're like, how come nothing like that was ever made? Because it's such a simplistic idea. And I feel like it's so massive that other movies have copied it. Like that kind of bum, rags to riches kind of story. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a very believable story as yes, well. I'm like d- the first one. 100%. Very relatable as well. There's a bit in it where, like, so... A spo- I was going to say spoiler alert. I think the movie was made in like 1976 or something like that. Yep. He goes to... So the, the premise is, is that Rocky's are basically like a bum boxer, amateur, nobody gives a fuck, he's a waster. I think he's actually a mafia goon. <coughs> aye, aye. So he's like, I can run and bartering people to get debt money. And the guy, Mickey, doesn't want anything to, to, to do with him. And then he gets the opportunity. I think they basically just pull a name out of the hat to fight the world champion so like somebody pulls out and they just pull the name out of the hat and they're like we'll get this guy and it's a cinderella story and you know he'll make some money but ultimately he's going to get lettered but there's a scene where he finds out he's got the 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 fight and mickey goes to his door and is like i'll help you and he like basically like breaks down he's like where have you fucking been like i've needed you like i needed you 10 years ago and you don't why not mate it is actually like it'll bring a tear to your eye like sylvester stallone's incredible in it the guy that plays mickey's incredible in it he like goes away and he's like afraid and he ends up like he has this outpouring and then he runs after him and is like actually they need your help yeah (laughs) i just wanted you to fucking feel that like well where the fuck were you when i needed you and now you need me you're like mm-hmm. at my fucking door begging me to be my be my trainer and stuff, but it's an incredible scene. It's like uh, it it created stars. Like yeah. Sylvester Stallone's a nobody. Uh, is it Tyler Shire or something like that? The one that played Adrian. She was a nobody. She yeah. was, she was a Hollywood star. The guy that played um, her brother. Fuck, what was the uh, was 
the stepbrother. Oh my god. Have you got your phone? Uh, here we go. Polly. Polly. Uh huh. Yep. He became a star, Apollo Creed. I just looked there, mate. He'd done nothing. Do you know Polly was an actual boxer in real life? Oh, was he? He was a professional boxer and I think he had an incredible record and he was trained by Jake Lamar. No, no, Muhammad Ali's coach. Right. He was trained by him. Right. I think he had like 30 fights and maybe lost two or something. And he went on to be a great fucking actor. Same way, see, Mickey, he was a great, he was uh-huh. a Hollywood star, mate. Uh, he played the penguin in, like, the 60s Batman. Yeah. He was, he was, uh, he was like, he was like the Alec Guinness of the rock, say, like, in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, George Lucas was like, we need, and they go Alec Guinness, and they go the guy for the Hammer Horror to play, like, the, the, the general in the em- Emperor. Yeah. But they were like, we need a big actor for... And they got the guy Mickey, so he was like the Alec Guinness of the Rocky movies. Uh, see if people haven't watched it because it's it's always Rocky three, Rocky four that's on ITV two or whatever. If you've not seen it because it isn't on the TV a lot, go and watch the first Rocky movie. Yes. Um. And I man, I think they offered them two hundred and fifty grand to not be in it. Yep. An extra, so like the studio United Artists that bought the script off of Sylvester Stallone, they offered him an extra 250 grand not to be in it. And I think they were going to get James Caan. Wow. And he was like, no, it's either I'm in it or you don't get it. And they, and a star was born. And a mega star. Yes. Sylvester Stallone's like one of the mega stars, do you know what I mean? Hollywood mega star. I think I, he must have grossed over a billion pounds. Easy. For all Easy. the movies that he's done. The Expendables, all that stuff well over a billion must uh-huh. be he's a great actor we've spoke about him a few times he was in we spoke about this on the podcast um copland uh-huh. steals the show man he uh-huh. i think he get nominated for an, an oscar for that uh-huh. but i don't think he won that was his comeback wasn't it fucking unbelievable after stopping all or my mum will shoot i think that was <laughs> like a disaster and he was getting totally like shunned <coughs> and then he did copland and it was like fucking yeah like when uh, Mickey Rock did the wrestler, it's like, where the fuck's this guy been for like? Yeah. Like, he's just been sitting about fucking snorting coke. So, see, when Mickey chapped his door and Rocky was like, ah, where have you been? That was like me with the pavilion, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Is the pavilion your Apollo, Rocky versus Apollo in Philadelphia? Aye. Aye. Everybody like, oh, we up to me, you kill. <laughs> I'm just sending that. People f- sending me Facebook messages. I'm sending voice notes back. Where you been with that? You, huh? Where you been, black flash? You ain't been black flash. <laughs> now you want to be a pavilion? <laughs> I don't need you no more. Uh, <sighs> uh, but well, I'm gonna watch Rocky tonight. Uh, you can cool. hit me watch Rocky. I what? I mean, I, I watch this Lie Stallone documentary, mate. It's it's really good. I turned it off. I think it's half an hour to go. Yeah. They were getting into like Expendables nine, and I was just like, right, we can turn this off now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a bit, like, I just wanted to see that sort of glory phase because see, for like people like me and you of the same generation, it was like a weekly occurrence. You're watching either Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. Lie Stallone, Kirk Russell like big trouble little china like just all these movies like i had i mean we've spoke to rachel jackson about this we were talking about how the the last sort of great wave of like 
cinema or movies was that sort of late 90s, early 2000s. But I think, like, for me, my glory years were, like, probably, like, 85 to, like, 95. So, like, run about that sort of era. Yeah. Um, I think that was my own personal, like, wow, Commando, Predator, you know, like, all the Army movies. Terminator 2 is probably, like, one of the first movies that I actually was, like, I need to get that on video. Total Recall. Pure classics, man. Rachel was on the podcast last week, (coughs) and she was talking about True Romance. I watched that the other night. Did you watch it? Yeah. Unbelievable. It doesn't have the first... See, when you first do something right, it's an incredible experience. I remember being in the cinema watching that, and it blew my mind. The second time I watched it the other night, still incredible, but the first time it just rocks you to the core, man. Uh, Still amazing, very, very funny, and highly recommended, man. Highly recommended. I watched Connell the other night, um, and when we were got to put it on, I was like, I've not seen this. I don't think I've seen it since probably like the 90s, do you know what I mean? Or I think it was 97 or whatever. I had yeah. it on VHS, maybe the early 2000s, but I've not seen it since I was a teenager. I was like, I'm preparing myself to have my like hopes and dreams shattered here by watching this. It was it was incredible, amazing. Yeah. I mean, Nicolas Cage's performance in it is absolutely horrific, like a crime against humanity. But <laughs> uh, John Malkovich, he's Steve Buscemi. Um, Dave Chappelle. Dave, Ch- Dave Chappelle's in it, aye, but... Mad, isn't it, though? Aye, man. And um, he he did a couple of lines where I was like, I think he's wrote them. <clears throat> yeah. There's a bit where the guy's like, like, did somebody shit in your mouth? And he's like, he told me he loved me. But I was like, that's a total Chappelle line. Like, he's wrote yeah. that. He's been like, let me drop in a couple of wee funny moments. But John Malkovich and Steve Buscemi's performance in it's fucking incredible. Yeah. They're like, actual, like, wow. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. Malkovich looks so young in it. But the bit, ugh, Nicolas Cage, man, it's just... With the wig? Oh, what are you doing wearing the wig, mate? <laughs> it's horrific. I he's got like you can see the Nick Cage hair, and then it's like actually like stuck on his head, like it's like a fucking helmet. See if you could see silhouette. Look like Darth Vader. It's so bad, and he's so bad in it, man. Like oh, the bit where he kills a guy and he's pure. I, I can't even remember what his his wife's name is in, in it. Oh, I can't remember. And he's pure. Let's just say her names. Karen, he's pure. Karen, it's like, like, what's going on, mate? <coughs> like, what the fuck? He's dead. Oh, I mean, he's music. his performance is bad, but <clears throat> it's just a Nicolas Cage performance. It, yeah, it's good for Nicolas Cage. Do you know what I mean? Imagine him doing Rocky. <sighs> mate, I have nightmares thinking about him doing Superman. Yeah, I've seen that. Photo. Have you seen the photos? Yeah. I the test suit. Um, he's good in Face Off. Yeah. Him and Travolta, fucking brilliant on that. He's done some really good movies, mate. There's a movie called Joe that he was in. Do you know, recently, in the last 10 years, he's been doing wee indie movies. Uh-huh. He's doing this one called Joe, and he's a, he owns a lumberjack company, and he hires, like, former cons for prison and stuff, and it's very downplayed. He plays it. Doesn't he do a typical Nicolas Cage right. performance? I mean, he's... Kick-Ass 2, his performance, <clears throat> and that's really good. Yeah. Plays basically Adam West. 
<laughs> do you know what I mean? But it's class. Yeah. Like, really good. And there's a, there's a horrible bit in that. There's an absolute horrible bit. Like Kick-Ass? If we're no spoiler alert on the bit where he, he dies, yeah. is absolutely fucking horrific. I watched a movie the other day with Nicolas Cage and I'm trying to see what it was called. Mm. What the fuck? It's known as IMDb, but I definitely watched it. What was it like? I can't even remember. <laughs> I'll need, do you know what? I'll be able to go into my last watch on my, my Fire Stick app. Yeah. And it'll tell me. But it was like in the 2023 folder, and it was mm. like, oh, Nick Cage, stick it on. And it was good. Huh? Really good. Bit weird. Yeah. Bit strange. As like all his sort of stuff that he does nowadays is all a bit sort of surreal. Yeah. But no, it was a good movie and I meant to recommend it to you, but I'll go and have a look to see what it was. Was it like Charlie's Ghost Adventure or something? I can't even remember. Aye. He plays a janitor and he fights fucking teddy bears that are possessed by evil. I'm like, all right. Nick Cage has went down a strange Five fucking road. Five Freddy or something like that? Is that like, like that? <coughs> Aye. Uh, we're at the hour but we've barely fucking touched the sides of the notes man is it cool if I just do a quick pee mate and then we'll mention the funny bunch and then we'll we'll wrap up aye, aye. is that cool aye of course you can keep running if you want oh, I've got nobody to talk to is that us recording yes mate sorry troops I had to go and do a pee pee so aye we've done about an hour so we'll do a wee bit longer I'd like to talk about the next funny bunch <clears throat> The next funny bunch is Sunday the 25th of February, which is um, 24 days away or something. Yeah. We've got, you know the deal by now, for anybody that's been to the funny bunch, they're incredible nights, they sell out. This one hasn't sold out yet, but it's going to sell out. And I think the reason why it didn't sell out is because we did the back on side night, um, which all the profits went towards back on side, obviously, because back on side have helped me. So this one's got Mark Jennings, you know, Mark Jennings, man, he sold it the fucking King's Theatre. Very funny comedian, he's going to come and do some new stuff. In the middle, you've got two comedians, and then as a closer, you've got Gavin Webster, a fantastic stand-up comedian for Newcastle. So, it's a tenner. In fact, I think it's 11 quid. Um, and Nona says the pizza restaurant next door are doing a two-for-one deal. So, for 11 quid, you can come and see the best fucking lineup of comedy that you'll get in Scotland. Go into Nona Says, show them that you've got a ticket for the Funny Bunch, and you'll get a wee discount on a two-for-one pizza deal. See while you're getting a pizza, by the way, get some deep-fried ca- uh, carbonara. <sighs> it's like a ball of spaghetti carbonara, breadcrumbed and deep-fried. Or the deep-fried lasagna. It's it's deep-fat-fried pasta, and oh. it's fucking incredible. Yes. And deep-fried pickles as well. Oh, right, and uh, the farter. They should do that as an audio advert from them. I says, farter box. See that? We make deep fried lasagna and you can shove it right up your farter. Get that right up your hoop. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny bunch in Edinburgh was really good the other night. Completely different for Glasgow. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Still a good gig. Um, there was a couple of people in the crowd that were arseholes, but it was still a good gig. 
Rachel, very funny. Ashley Manning, funny. Peter Bell smashed it. And Gareth Law, a very professional headliner to close the night, which was good as well. It was a great night, mate. Aye, it was a good night. Got upgraded to the big room. Yes, 95 people in there. Unbelievable, mate. On a Tuesday night when the trains were fucked. And it was fucking shocking weather. Shocking weather. And I was dying of fucking... AIDS. Thanks for... I was... <laughs> do you see my wee hamster wheel? Don't say... <laughs> don't, don't say, say it. And, and, I, then, and I say that. I'm sorry. Thank you. So I am just going to quickly glance over the notes, mate, and make sure I've covered everything... Uh, but I, I've covered everything. If anybody's got any questions about the Funny Bunch nights, I mean, I'm trying to keep them as simple as possible. It's £11 a ticket. You're coming to see me. I've been on the telly and I'm funny as fuck. And then you get to see four other comedians. If anything, it's quite cheap. I would say so, mate. I'd say that, and I'm not the only one. I think there's plenty of people that I agree. It is the best new material night in the country. Yes. And it's priced ridiculously well it will sell out as normal you're doing more gigs mate you're just you're spreading yourself around you know and you've not really pushed this one either or announced the lineup man i think you've did you know say that you'd already sold 50 tickets without even announcing a lineup or anything so 60 tickets aye unreal mate unreal yeah 60 tickets so really when you think about it there's only like 40 left it will sell out there's a lot of people that are skint they've no boat tickets yet it is what it is I'm not in a rush to sell it out. If it doesn't sell out before then, it will sell out on the night. And it's good. It'll be as long as I earn enough to pay everybody that's see the thought of me paying out my own pocket, that's soul destroying. If I just earn enough to pay every cunt, I'm cool with yeah, that. You're easy doing get that, a couple man. of pizzas for non chaise, get some spare cash for the gas cookers, and I'm happy. <laughs> Kidding on. Um I think that's the end of the podcast. You Can I you were going to mention something, you know? I was, and I'm going to... I don't know if this is going to be dark, right? And I don't mean it to be dark. But I think, considering we've been through 109 episodes of this, I think it would be really nice to for me to explain it. And then we, we finish with a song. Okay. Right, so, as you know... Paul and listeners know that I struggled with my mental health throughout my life, but it was really bad during lockdown. And the one of the most, I, I don't know the word, help me find the word. It was just like a really nice moment of being like, fuck, I've actually got through this and I'm looking forward to the future. Uh-huh. So the song that I'm going to play is, it's from a movie called The Grey with Liam Neeson. Bit of a silly movie. It's about a, a bunch of guys that work in the oil rigs and a plane crashes and he ends up fighting fucking wolves in the mountain, right? <laughs> right. Like square going wolves. <clears throat> Very su- silly, but I love the movie. He lost his wife in it and there's a song in it called Suicide, right? Right. And I love movie soundtracks. That's my that's my jam. And when I was in a very dark, sad place in my life, um, the song called Suicide was a song that I listened to all the time. And I know this is very dark, but I was like, when I take my life, I'm going to have that song 
playing because I found it oddly peaceful. Right. There's something really nice about it. As as much as it is dark, I found it very peaceful. And I used to listen to it all the time and like almost like rom- romanticize suicide to uh-huh. a point, even though I was suicidal. And I've not listened to it in years and uh, almost forgot about it. And then I got the bus into the town today and I was trying to find a song for the podcast. Uh-huh. Going through my list, just like clicking next, 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 next. And I found the tune that we played at the start. And then as I was heading towards the pavilion, that popped up. Suicide. Right. And I just had this moment, like this wave of like flashbacks but like and then just thinking how sad i was at that point uh-huh. and how like lonely i was just so lost and broken and then just to like walk past the pavilion and be like my fucking fingers up against the bricks uh-huh. as this song is playing and it was such an amazing feeling and I, I never asso- I don't associate that feeling with that song anymore. To to listen to that song today while walking past the pavilion after us being through all these episodes, it was just a pure yeah, like like a shedding. Yes, and I can't believe that I listened to that song today and I never had those feelings or emotions attached to it either. It was just. A surreal thing like i used to always go to that song like morbidly go to it and uh-huh. listen to it and i just never had that today so that was a that was a fucking amazing feeling um as i was standing in the tune where uh you know jay d jumper on with my tits hanging it but it was a good uh feeling i don't know what the the word is but do you ever like whistle a whistle something you're whistling a song and then it comes on the radio aye it's um it would be like serendipity or like yeah the, aye like aye when people not coincidence but like aye more of a like a I don't, I'm trying to find the fucking word as well but it's it's, it's like a, a sign like you're getting a sign you're, yeah something's like you whistle it maybe and then it's getting reinforced by something do you know what i mean yeah and it's nice to like hear that you're listening to it with new ears yeah. and seeing yourself with new eyes and you're no longer like that sad person i think that a lot of the time people maybe be like don't think don't just i don't like thinking about that time in my life and it's like no actually like go like you've done i'm standing outside probably the best venue in Glasgow, do you know what I mean? And four years ago, I was thinking about just, I wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been here, mate. No. And this year, like, the, the stuff where you're like, you've been coming into the studio and we've mentioned the podcast, you're like, I'm just going to say yes to every gig. I'm like, thank fuck. Like, every comedian from Raymond Mearns to Gary Folds to anybody that I talk to is like, Darren Connell's got it. And so... For for me to hear that you're like, do you know what? I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna do it. I'm like, fuck. It's gotta be nice to open this cunt. Yeah. So I love you. I I wish you all the luck 
no even luck or the success with this pavilion show and I think it's going to mean bigger and better things for you mate thank you very much mate that's very touching I just touching. get a chill saying that because I know it's going to fucking happen I get a chill as well and I'm I, I can't say it anymore I'm so grateful for your friendship I'm grateful for your help and it's amazing to hear my peers talk about me like that as well onwards and upwards my friend let's end it at that I've got nothing funny or awkward to say I'm actually fighting no greeting so let's play the tune yay comedy <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.